da da dee 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 da 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 Right. We're recording. Yeah, you can let me sit down first. <laughs> I barely walked in the door and already you're like, hey, let's get going, man. That is rock and potty roll. Yeah. Why, have you got somewhere to be? You know what we should have? You know that thing of doing your own intro? Colbert does it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and now, you know, which I don't actually like very much. I always think, you know, Cat, come on, you've got, you know, you've taken over from Letterman. Mm-hmm. Surely you can afford a voiceover person. Richard Herring does it. Does he really? <laughs> Hang on. This is a podcast. This is the intro. This okay. is a podcast. It can sometimes be amusing. Often it might be thought-provoking. On occasions it turns into a right old row, and invariably we end up talking quite a lot of guff for 30 minutes. Oh, that's nice. You know where that was written? Go on. That was written on a student website to promote our podcast. What? Yeah. What website? So Students I, aren't allowed to listen to this. No, I've got the lawyers on it. You're not allowed to host our podcast. No. Thieves. Well, but then students don't have any money, so they like to get stuff for free. Isn't there that is the theory? That. Yeah, that's the theory. Free booze, yeah. free food, free sex. Yeah. They have sex, you know, students. Oh, don't stop with your filthy talk. They're all shagging each other. I think it's terrible. Here's the intro. It's a podcast. Ian Collins wants a word. So, what are we doing here, Kev? This is... What, what do we call this thing? It's a podcast. No, I know it's a that. podcast, yeah. you doofus. But what what are we doing on this podcast? Right. Well, since we've been back, yep. we have had emails and tweets and so forth yep. uh, via social media. And we haven't done this for ages. So I thought we'd catch up a little bit with your, your feedback. Andre! We haven't mentioned you since we came back. I don't want you to play any music. I just wanted you to feel loved. Ah, oh, tears of joy. Is he moving? He can play an intro. Play this intro. Well, that was pretty terrible. Not wrong. Should have left him napping. So what are we doing? We're doing the, the, the questions. It's feedback, questions, oh, social media type stuff. Yeah. It's interesting because I got one from Nick in Milton Keynes, who uh, he sent a question in saying, why don't you bring back the feedback feature? <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Mark Singer. The bloke off of V and Beastmaster. Do you remember oh, yeah. Beastmaster? I don't remember Beastmaster, but obviously I remember V. Beast. Well, V was one thing. I mean, V was... Didn't it come back? Yeah, it did. And it, it kind of went the same way as the first one. Well, as you know, I'm a little bit of a fan of such a genre TV. You love uh, all that monstery shit, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you love a spaceship, Kev. Yeah, of course I do. Who doesn't? Uh, but the thing about V was that yes. V, they did one series, uh, which was very big, the miniseries thing, and then he brought... Was that v- the thing that was on at like half ten at night on ITV in the 80s? Something like that, yeah. Uh, it might be been early, it might have been like nine o'clock, because everyone was oh, watching it, it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they brought it back, like V the Return, and nobody watched that, because nope. it was terrible the first time. And then a few years ago, they did try to bring it back, but nobody watched that either. Anyway, uh, and Beastmaster uh, was a film which was, I guess, a bit like sort of uh, He-Man, but with a guy who could talk to birds right. and stuff uh-huh. and i would i must have been like about i'm gonna say two when it came out because i remember my friend's dad taking us to the cinema to see it and it has tits in it really now you went tip bound as a two-year-old <laughs> apparently i did i was a tip bound toddler i was i was watching fucking dumbo <laughs> well 
that's you were a... watching Electric Blue. <laughs> well, almost. But that's the thing about it. And the, I don't think we were meant to be there. But the cinema yeah. clearly didn't give a shit. And that was back in the days when, of course, the cinema would be split into two sides: smoking so and non-smoking. You, you were a child, and a, a man you didn't know very well took you to oh, see I knew a porn him. film. No, 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 right, no, no, okay, no. Come on, no, no. See I, what's going on? Here, I, I, I knew him well. This is uh, dicey stuff. Not that well. Anyway, right. Mark writes. So someone returning, Mark. Mark writes, Wright. Mark Singer writes. Yeah. Okay, Mark Wright sings. Uh, <laughs> what do you two tits make of the Pokemon Go phenomenon? I only played it once, during which time I was mugged from my phone, fell down an open manhole, found a dead body behind a chip shop, and never did get the Charmander I was chasing. All right, so you, this is more your territory, So, but let me just explain, in layman's terms, what I think is going on here. So there is some, you know, Pokemon, obviously, going a long, long time, there is now a variant of, played on your phone, it makes it a live experience, which involves directional instructions, which could send you out onto the street, go there, go there, go there, and some imaginative nice person decided what a great way to mug the shit out of people (laughs) i'll just get folk with their valuables especially their new iphones to uh converge in one place and then we'll rob them just in time for the iphone 7 in fact indeed yeah that's more or less what's happening here isn't it uh well i don't think that was their intention no i'm pretty sure the pokemon people thought this is something rather good yeah they should call themselves they call themselves the Pokemon company they should be the pokemon people of course they should it's much better no marketing idea i've played this i played this I don't even... Do you know what? Honestly, I don't know what it is. It's exactly what you described. Have you ever done... Oh, you've done the live version? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. You do this when you go home. You say to Mrs. Kev, I'll be back in a couple of hours. I've got to go and pick up some myrrh from under the bridge. (laughs) But the thing about it is... back in with a sheriff's badge. The thing about it is... sheriff. Uh, no, five stars. But but one of the junior side shows ha- is into that kind of thing. Yeah. So we we will go out and we'll go Pokemon hunting. It's quite good fun. I think it's a little bit overstated in okay. terms of how much fun. But it have is. folk been killed or at least robbed? Uh, or robbed? Yes, yeah, there's a been a lot of robbing going on, and there? and uh, and fights and stuff. Right. I reckon you should give it a go though. We could film it and put it on YouTube. I Colin just, plays Pokemon Go. Can't they just have a Super Mario live version? That'd be really funny. Again, if you look on YouTube, people have actually made yeah. videos of it, like, live Super Mario. Wow. But they did that on the BBC. They called it Total Wipeout, remember? We could all have those kind of Mario moustaches. Yeah. If you have any Pokemon Go experiences, then please, yeah. keep them to yourself. Uh, here's one uh, from Alex, female Alex. Yeah. It's a really good point. Is I it? feel uh, utterly ashamed of what we did or didn't do. Alex says you forgot uh, someone in your celebrity death list. Impossible. I don't no, it's re- not impossible. No, it is. If you mention... Well, I've... I, no, I don't think we did. Well, I think you'll find that our uh, researchers were working that day and night constantly. Yeah, I thought... Only job. But this is... I wouldn't say one of my heroes, uh, but I, I believe the star and writer of one of the best sitcoms ever. Uh, Gary Shandling. That's a good point, actually. So we did miss out the Shandling. Andre! Andrea! You're both fired! Yeah, we missed the Shandling. We missed the Shandling. Ah. <sighs> Who actually said once, what I want at my funeral is an actual boxing referee to do a count. And then when he gets to five, just say, nope, he's not getting up. (laughs) (laughs) He was a curious character, wasn't he? He was kind of sort of the sort of eternal bachelor type, very low key, probably a bit of a Mardi git, I'd imagine. Yeah, but then he did... Because there was the the Gary Shandling show. Yeah, it didn't which, work for me. Quite it didn't well. work for any. Well, it worked for him. Obviously, made money out of it. Yeah. But Larry Sanders is obviously one that. Yeah. I think media people got into the Larry Sanders show initially. I think so. Because uh, I remember discussing it um, at length with yourself and the, yeah, the yeah, Canadian. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know that. Uh, did he do anything else? I don't want to be rude. He was in. Um, 
One of the Avengers films, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah possibly. He didn't do a lot. There was a, there was a kind of fairly excruciating um, TV show where Ricky Gervais was sort of going to meet, you know, his heroes. And it was just as Gervais has kind of broken Hollywood in a, in a manner of speaking. And the Shandling stuff, was re- it was really quite difficult to watch because Shandling was thinking, who the f*** is this guy? Yeah. And Gervais was clearly enthused and excited to, to meet with him. Uh, but I don't think that was really reciprocated from the Chandler. The Chandler. But the TV show, I mean, obviously it was a, you know, it was a parody of talk show life and showbiz life and personal life all kind of mixed into one. But do you remember they did try a British version? Mm. Now, this rings a bell. It's all now coming back. Yeah, but, I'll tell you what it was called. Go on. I think I'm right in saying it was called Bob Martin and it starred Michael Barrymore. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think it was on on a Sunday night, and it clearly went nowhere. One of the reasons it went nowhere, I think, is because we don't have the same five nights a week talk show thing, which is what the uh, Larry Sanders thing was all about. It Mm. was to sort of parody all of that. And, you know, obviously they got this amazing guest list of people who would pitch up and and, and play themselves on it, and often to their own detriment, which is rather good. But So maybe that's why the Barrymore thing didn't work. Plus, he's... He's an entertainer, or he was before things. Uh, he was an entertainer, but I don't think he was a comedian necessarily. Didn't he do? Yeah, he, I saw him uh, in Great Yarmouth when I was like very young. Yeah, uh, doing a show with the Roly Polies. Good lord! Is there a Roly Polies the next generation? Have they passed that mantle on to other fat old no, ladies? I've just remembered something else, Kev. I saw him. <laughs> What's no, happening? I saw, no, I saw. So okay, so. I saw him in, on like a pier in Great Yarmouth, right. and the Roly Polies, and he was this big sort of lanky pipe cleaner of a man, very wacky, a bit. It was essentially Basil Forty, wasn't it? Right, get out. Yeah, it was yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Don't really remember what else, but that was kind of it. And then he went through all the crap and the um, all the hassle, but then he made a comeback. And I remember through radio, we went to his comeback. It was in the West End. He was doing, I think, two weeks of shows, and we went to a press night. Right, and it was. Awful. Yeah. It was awful. He, yeah, it was dreadful. Obviously, somebody had said to him, just go on there, Michael, and do what you do best and what you used to do, which essentially is like saying to somebody, go on there and do your act from 1983. And it wasn't really funny. It wasn't really relevant. And you kind of felt for the guy a little bit. Mm. But in the same way you see Ozzy Osbourne perform now, and you just think, oh, bless you, love. You know, have a ch- sit down on a chair, mate. How much of Ozzy's thing is an act, though? I think I think he... he, he buffs the it. fact that he's kind of the, the walking dead. Yeah, exactly that. I, I think a bit of it's sort of you like... so? Yeah, because the Osbournes wasn't a reality... Well, it was designed as a reality sure. TV show, but it's yep. scripted entertainment, much like anything else. Okay, next question, Kev. Let's go and find... Selena Scott's knowing yet enigmatic smile, who writes, Chaps, it really was a long time ago, and I think we've all moved on, so surely it's time we forgave Frank Boff. <coughs> After all, all he really did was a bit of blow, or some lacy knickers, and a couple of piss-ups. Frank Boff. What did he actually do? Because there were various suggestions, and I think, just like the great you know, urban mythology rumour mill, I think folk sort of added extra proclivities yeah. to his CV of um, requirements on the party scene. And to each time you spoke to somebody, somebody had added, oh, yeah, and then he liked to dangle by his cock from the top of the bell tower. <laughs> did he really? Did you just added that one on? I think you might have done. 
Yeah, and by the way, because he is still alive, but he's very, very old. Yeah. So, as before, we'll just leave a, a little gap here for anyone we may have missed, uh, and we can add those names in later on. True. Gary Shandling. But with Frank, I mean, he was someone who was he was on TV, and he did like the holiday program, and he yes. did the breakfast program, and he seemed to be everywhere, and he was like your sort of cuddly dad. He was absolutely huge, and a friend of mine, the, the reason why a friend of mine got into radio and in the talk genre of radio was through listening to Frank Boff on LBC. I think he was That's on true, every was on LBC, day. It was yeah. a huge deal on LBC, and it's obviously when there were no other stations doing anything like that so at the time it, it kind of was you know, perhaps slightly more pronounced but he remembers Boff just being absolutely supremely slick and wonderful and listenable. Boff of course being a French word for <laughs> in my mouth <laughs> I don't think so no uh, but, um, but, but I think Frank actually post Scandal was on LBC as well. Was he? I think so. Really? I think he came back and I think he did his show on LBC I need to ask Half Clive, sure, Clive Ball. Clive Ball would know. He would know. Get Clive on. I'll get Clive on. Clive will tell you all about Frank Boff. Wow, hang on a second. Let me just dial him up. Good times. Yeah. Clive, Collins, how you doing? Yeah, did you you must have worked with Frank Boff. Yeah. Was right. there any point during the time you were working with him that you caught him shitting on a table? <laughs> no? Just wondered. All right, cheers, Clive. Sniffed what? <laughs> Thank you. Bye. That's strange. Yeah, that's lovely. Ball spreading rumours now. Yeah, well, yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, for, but what would he do? He's old. I mean, I know that uh, Forsyth's on, on... Well, he's not. He's no, It's every Christmas they wheel him out, don't they, so far? Yeah, but the, la- haven't the last couple have gone, you know, oh, Bruce can't do it this year. Yeah. Is he, sorry, is he actually alive? He's 128. It's like, it's hardly a surprise. Yes. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't... I don't think you should, like... Off to Strictly Come Dancing, though. I don't know why. I get the feeling that wouldn't end well. We're now going to do some South American stuff. <laughs> and frankly, <laughs> hey! Little face lights up, really. Where is it? Bring it on. Got a coffee table there, Bruce. <laughs> okay, uh, this one from uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme Juncker, who says... <laughs> I bet you pair of bastards voted leave, didn't you? You've wrecked it for all of us. Don't you care about the plight of the Spanish or the predicament of the Germans? Not really. Uh, (laughs) This one's from Rufus Funk Warbler, who says, uh, When you were a kid, did you play jacks? I always thought jacks were for girls and marbles were for boys, but my little boy, who is seven, has just started playing jacks. Should I be worried? Well, that is actually, Rufus, a classic sign that your child is probably... A vampire. <laughs> well, um, it's a sure sign. But here's the thing, right? Okay, when I was a kid, I think Jax was more my mum's generation. Yeah, or your your grandmother's generation, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I don't really... Re- I'm aware of what it is. I don't know why. It's, I must have seen somebody... Do- Isn't it like some little metal things? You bounce a ball and you've got to pick as many up as you can before yeah. the ball lands or something? Yeah, yeah that's exactly... Yeah, well, you meant to hit them and if you... Then you can... You sc- I never... I saw it, but I never... Played it because it seemed terribly old fashioned. Do kids, uh, you'd know this, would uh, I? <laughs> being seven. Yes. No, do kids uh, still do all the playground game stuff? Uh, yes, I think they do, but I think they do it. I mean, when I was, you know, back in the 90s, when I was at, uh, at school, late 90s, yeah. early, early 2000s. 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Well, we quite met, very, 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 that's right, yeah, yeah. in the playground. Yeah. Um, but you would play, you'd play the playground games like British Bulldogs and stuff like that. And yeah, you'd play. Right. Um, Kiss Chase. Kiss Chase. All of that yeah. kind of thing. Schools, I think, tend to sort of 
not encourage the mm. kids to do that. There's more stuff to do in a playground now. Do you ever remember getting like three or four guys together and you'd all link arms around shoulders and march around the playground shouting, join in the cavalry with no fat girls? Yeah. <laughs> now, that obviously would now be illegal for a couple of reasons, obviously, because you're being too gender specific and therefore uh, it would be seen as uh, sexism yes. to not allow females in your fictitious army. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also it would be, you know, fairly fattest thing to to do well it would and i think um you'd properly get in trouble i think i've told the story about the uh the school our school rebellion on this podcast when people did exactly that and charged into the office to confront the head teacher and when they got there realized that they didn't know what to say so ran back out again yeah but a lot of the playground games we used to play was like based on tv shows you know like you would pretend to be characters from tv shows and like you know yes crossroads (laughs) Well, maybe in your school, Battlestar Galactica, yeah. or uh, or chips, chips. Uh, yeah, well, if you well, you have to pretend to have a bike, yeah. obviously, because you couldn't have. Yeah. Interesting fact I discovered the other day about chips. Do you know who was in chips? Don't say Eric Estrada. Yeah, he was definitely in chips. And, um, I, I'll tell you. Are thing. you talking about as a guest appearance or a regular? A, a character? recurring character. A recurring character. Is it a British actor? No. Okay. Uh, it's somebody crazy like Frank Sinatra. Caitlyn Jenner. Stop it. No, honestly. Really? Yeah, and in another life, a previous life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at that point, presumably, she would have been he and an athlete. Yes, I think so. Part-time athlete, part-time hanging around with Eric Estrada. Well, another thing that I was reminded of, though, with regard to chips, and by the way, kids, if you're under the age of, say, I don't know, 49. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Google Chips. Uh, it was a show. Small eye. Yeah, about um, the California Highway Patrol. But there was a, Sunday afternoons. But there was a rumour, that's right, there was a rumour. Because Eric Estrada, if you remember, left the series. Yeah. And then he came back later on, and he was replaced by somebody else. I don't know why, and I checked this out, this absolutely is not the case. But Well, he never left. He did leave, but the reason I thought he left was because the rumour at school at the time was yeah. because he was in a gay porn film. And the producers didn't know about this. And right. because of a less tolerant uh, society back then, they fired him immediately. Did they? Apparently that wasn't the case at all. He just fell out over money. But um, mm. I just thought that was an interesting adjunct to yes. our ch- conversation about the world's greatest show about the California Highway Patrol. And I wrote to the California Highway Patrol on the back of that show and asking them for a badge. Yeah. One of the big badges. And they actually they wrote back, which is obviously a standard card, because lots of kids are clearly written to them and saying, where can I get one of those? You know, the big badge on the side, California Highway Patrol. It looked pretty cool. And uh, they wrote back and said, you can have one. They're $5. Yeah. But to get a reply from America, from the California Highway, was amazing. And I'm sure you wrote back and you're still waiting for it. Yeah. So I think Eric uh, ran off with my patch. It was a story that he's actually a proper policeman now as well. He just became an actual policeman. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, like a, a county cop or something. Well, they were those shows where th- that you think they were all paid a fortune for. Uh, I interviewed Antonio Fargas once. Remember Huggy Bear? Huggy Bear, yeah. And um, which was still to this day probably the most extraordinary, along with interviewing Ken Barlow. Yeah. People that you interview, you think, hang on, I can't really be sitting opposite this person that's always been on my TV. Or they were on at a time when the impact was huge. So Starsky and Hutch, Huggy Bear, there he was. And he got paid jack shit, really, for Starsky and Hutch. You know, really? 200 bucks a time and, you know, enjoy yourself. You can go to as many parties as you want. You can have as many groupies as you want, but there's no cash, Sunshine. Huh. Probably why well, they kept probably, up all the time. Yeah, probably David Soul and the other one. Gl- Glazer. Was it Glazer? Paul Glazer. Paul, Paul Michael. Paul Michael. Glazer. Who yeah. was, wasn't a Glazer at all, it turns no. out. Didn't know anything about Windows. 
That's a quality of comedy you could expect on this award-winning podcast, ladies absolutely. and gents. It's just, it's absolutely yeah. extraordinary. You can see why they ditched that category in the Sony Awards. <laughs> they ditched their whole awards. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't, couldn't cope with the weight of it. Have you got another one, Kev? Uh, yeah, Johnny Drama from Leicester writes... All oh, right, Johnny. Roy Chubby Brown. Discuss. Right. I have seen Roy Chubby Brown live now, in be- Folkestone. Okay, now before you say this, because he was around... And he got super, super popular. Yeah. In uh, sort of, oh God, we sound like a couple of old fucks. But oh, it's crazy, it was like it? in the 80s or 90s. He got super, super popular and he had loads of videos and loads of everything. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was popular at a time when there were people on TV with, I, I would suggest, not a great deal of talent who got TV shows. Yep. James Whale. <laughs> but it was a sort of an interesting time for him because I will say I never found him even having seen his super rude stuff mm. funny no the only so I saw him in Folkestone uh, again quite young uh, we went along it was a bit of a night out and we laughed as like 17 year olds because there was lots of swearing in it and yeah. not that long ago I YouTubed a couple of bits and pieces of Chubby Brown because I remember thinking was Chubby Brown offensive as in racially offensive and all of that or was he just a swearer mm. And I'm trying to think what I... I think he was quite offensive in lots of ways, actually. That said, you know, you can't... You can't knock the put-down off you... (laughs) Well, that's true. It really doesn't get any stronger than that. And, of course, anyone who goes to see him goes to see him for that. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, it's kind of sort of beyond gross and... It's not clever. No, there's nothing clever about it at all. He's got an accent that is powerful, which Mm. makes his delivery quite... Slick and good. So how much of it is... A, I mean, how much of it is a character and he, he knows that that character... He's clever because he's created this character which appeals to a certain audience and that's the genius of the character and he doesn't actually think like that at all. Yeah, but then Bernard Manning was just a fat old racist, wasn't he, really? <laughs> yes. I mean, let's be honest about it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've never met the guy, but people used to say he was a really nice bloke. But isn't that always the way with any controversial, slightly offensive figure? People go, oh, in real life, they're really nice. You know? Yeah. I've got his album, Bernard. Have you really? He released an album called My Kind of Music. Uh, I got it in a charity shop. <laughs> Why did you buy that? Because it's got a picture of Bernard and a big bow tie on the front, Good and work. it's him singing. And I have to say, in the nicest possible way... It's awful. Do you remember that documentary uh, that he filmed before he died about his death? Oh, if he filmed it after he died, then it Well, no, but he, he, they filmed his funeral of him in a coffin. And oh, then did they? Before he died, he went, that's me there, look, in the coffin, f***ing dead as a dodo. <laughs> and, yeah, he sort of talked about his life. It was really weird. Really bizarre. However you get your kicks, I guess. Can I do one more? You can, and then I've got one more. Okay. What, do you want to do yours? Is yours a good one to end on, or is mine a good one to end on? I don't know. I don't know what yours is. Well, I don't know what yours is. Okay, let me do this then. Yeah, then we end on yours. Uh, this comes from Chesney Flanface, who <laughs> says, Can I come and do some work experience with you guys? I reckon this would be fun. It would be like getting a PhD in broadcasting. No, it would be like getting a PhD in theory. <laughs> there would be... I don't know what you would learn from doing doing that. Well, do you remember when we were on uh, the old talk radio and we used to invite people in to do work experience? That's right, yeah. And loads of people would come in. And we we made it a bit of a thing on the air. We were quite proud of it because we were genuinely, there was two kind of reasons. We thought it was a good feature for the show that we put this kind of open invitation. You know, if mm-hmm. you want to come in, sit with us on the show, have a, you know, a few days or a week, whatever, then give us a call. We had this big old uh, 
list of people that we've worked through. We, so we tried to do it, you know, male one week, female the next week, do all of that. And, and it's fair to say, without naming names, that legitimately at least, uh, I'm going to say, three or four of them became national broadcasters in their own right. Yes. After doing work experience. One of whom, or two of whom, I would suggest, one is definitely a household name, the other one is almost there. I yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. But enough about Ambrose Heron. <laughs> Let's, uh, who was also part of that. Uh, that's right. Yeah, p- p- part of that as well. Um, you know, there was a girl who came once who I remember saying to her, so she turned up, and I oh, how you doing? She was kind of sitting there looking a bit confused, and she said, so this is like a radio station, yeah? And I was like, yeah, this is a radio station. I said, do you listen to the show? And she went, no. I said, so why are you here? She went, my mum applied on my behalf and thought it might be good to put me on the straight and narrow. Oh, good. Yeah. And did you ever find your wallet? Never again. Ah, that's weird. And Studio A disappeared. It did. Go on, Kev, give it your best. And finally, Esther, in what has been, I have to say, a real experience of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, From Lisa. Lisa writes, you two live in a computer. Is that it? No, there's more. I know this, as that's how I listen to you. So are you familiar with this stampy dude who thinks he's a cat and plays video games for a living? My son thinks he's really awesome and literally wets himself when watching his shows, which is a bit embarrassing as he's 28. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Lovely. Stampy? Stampy. Hello. Do you know Stampy? I don't know Stampy. No, do you know of Stampy? Uh, one of the juniors enjoys watching Stampy. Right. Uh, Stampy is... So this, is this a YouTuber who's kind of like lobbing videos up of their cat playing... No, no, no. He 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 is a, he thinks he's a cat. Well, no, he, he pretends to be a cat in his games. Right, okay. He's actually a guy who is like 30 and lives in Portsmouth or something like that. But he, um, he plays like Minecraft and, yeah. and the Mario games and... Dressed as a cat. Well, no, he doesn't dress as a cat. Right, who's the, where's the f***ing cat in I, t- story? I told you this, right? He is actually, in the in the games, his yeah. character that he okay. always chooses is a cat. Right. So in Minecraft, he's yeah. a Minecraft cat. Yeah. Anyway, this dude who, uh, hello, he has this quite shrill voice. He's actually a yeah. great kid's entertainer. He builds all these worlds and he puts these 20-minute videos out and yep. 7 million people watch them. And via YouTube, if you get 7 million views and then you get a book deal and then you yeah. get your own perfume Doing and right. stampy cat litter and stuff yep. like that then you make an awful lot of money. But if you have kids of a certain age, and it's kind of like a shared experience with parents. I mean, a little... Um, Sandy. That's it. Is too, um, <laughs> is, is too young at the moment yeah. for Stampy. And Dan, Stampy thinks he's a cat. Dan thinks he's a minecart made of diamonds. Right. I don't know. I thought Kev the Wonder Sheep was a f***ing stupid name. But nonetheless... Okay. There's this whole thing where you so talk to the, the thing where he videos himself playing the game. No, he, well, he, 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 you don't see him. You see Dan. You don't see Stampy. Right. But you see him as the cat in the game. I don't know if I'm explaining this well. You see him as the cat. You so see how, the does, cat. how does he? How does he get into? Right. Well, he doesn't insert does he, himself in the TV. Does he just commentate as a cat? He's commentating while playing the, the character of right, the cat. Okay. okay. But so the, a cat is in the game anyway. Yes. Okay. So if you, but the cat, it's like a sort of. So you can only you cat. can only make it work with video games that have cats in it. Well, no, because there aren't really cats in Minecraft. It's just, but it, where's the cat then? It, well, he he has a cat skin that he wear. His character wears in Minecraft, not an actual skin. Right. He's not like a caveman, but like a sort of 
kind of how does he put himself in a video game that someone else has designed well he it's his in minecraft you can build your own characters right with different skins okay and so he makes hair a colors and stuff. you could have an ian collins avatar if you want right okay so avatar that, that explains it a bit but so his, his avatar is a cat yes right and he voices it but he calls himself Stamp- stampy skimpy cat stampy skimpy cat. The cat <laughs> yeah right but as I say, parents, it's like this this new universal language. And I actually think the guy's brilliant. But other parents are like, it drives them mad, or yeah. they are just relieved to talk to somebody who also can appreciate what's going on with this dude who plays games wow. while being So you a think cat. he's on his way to making a fortune out of this? He already has. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Him, to, to the extent where he does, he gave the Royal Television Society lecture in Dundee last year. Is that right? Yes. Mad alive. And and Dan the the cart dude is yeah. doing a, a world tour or something. It's just wow. it's extraordinary stuff. And they're both mates. I might give it a go. What character can I be? What skin shall I wear, Kev? Foreskin. Oh dear. Uh, that is it from us. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I quickly. think we should. Uh, we're back on the next one, which is out very very soon. It is, yeah, at least two weeks. Yeah, something like that. Until then. Oh, good. B- what? Uh, before you say that, because uh, there was another inquiry, yeah. does Abdul still provide the catering for this program? Because we haven't mentioned him for a few weeks. Well, he does, but there are contractual issues Yeah, uh, due to the fact that one of his mates, Dave, pissed in the coffee. <laughs> and we said, look, <laughs> yeah. so that's what essentially happened. Yeah. Um, we're just having some sort of HR issues. But once that's... Uh, it is a bit of a shame. And, and Dave has been a, a little bit of a problem. Um, I mean, as as regular listeners are aware, we often like uh, various pastries and, and so on around the studio. But there was that unfortunate time where he tried to give Andre a cream horn. Which probably goes against our work practices here at the Once a Word show. I think it probably does. Until next time, goodbye! A Big Things Media production. Big Things! <laughs>